Last week, I ran an analysis on the U.S. Senate debate out of the state of Pennsylvania between John Fetterman and Dr. Oz. Uh, now, the reason why I ran the analysis between the two is because John Fetterman is, well, he had suffered a stroke last spring. And because he had suffered that stroke, he shows major symptoms of a brain injury. I ran that analysis because I could relate to him being on stage when I had received my concussion at first. And I deal with post-concussion syndrome today. Now, obviously, I am not pausing. I am not overly thinking. I'm not messing up in my words or in my language. Like every once in a while, I'll have something that needs to be corrected on my end. But as far as that goes, you are looking at someone who is completely competent in doing work. I have been rehabilitated. I continue exercises and I continue rehabilitation. And on my spare time, I even offer my knowledge and services to others who suffer traumatic brain injuries because I know how hard it is to get accurate recovery. And most general doctors are not properly educated in this area. Mr. Fetterman is back up in the news because he is continually doing interviews. He's making appearances. And in my opinion, he's not really helping himself or building a case that he is competent himself. Um, I'm not saying that the guy's an idiot. The guy has to heal. One of these things that I do know is that you... You need to give yourself some time. Your brain takes time. You need to learn some nutritional tricks and have, or create some new nutritional habits. And practically make yourself new. Become a new person. Live a new life in order to heal appropriately. Now, for anyone who has been in these same shoes, you understand what I am saying. If you don't understand, if, if you haven't been in these shoes yourself, then you wouldn't understand. I don't expect you to. And I hope that you never will have to be in that situation to understand it. So the question is, should John Fetterman continue his race for U.S. Senate? If you would like to see my analysis of and how I related to him in, in his symptom sharing when he did the debate with Dr. Oz, you can go back and look at last week's episode that I did. It's titled, The Sad Reality of a Brain Injury, John Fetterman, PA Senate Debate. And this is definitely a perfect example for you to go back and take a look on. But that's not the case. Before I continue on with uh, John Fetterman himself, here is where I draw relations to this. When I had gotten into my car accident, nearly five years ago. I walked away from it. I was thinking that I was just fine. And I, I did start to show symptoms of a concussion. And when you say, oh, David, it's a concussion. How can concussions and strokes relate? Oh, they relate. They're brain injuries. They are literal, physical brain injuries. They relate. Especially if you knew me after I got that injury and you saw this guy debate, you would know how I talked. You would know how I presented myself. You know how I paused. It, everything was just a processing issue. But 
Anyways, when that accident first happened, I walked away, but then he had symptoms exhibited themselves after the fact. Several weeks later, I went back to a board meeting, and it was a monthly board meeting that we had for a nonprofit organization. I had dedicated my my time, my efforts, my talents to a nonprofit organization called Upward Reach, and they focused specifically on upbringing youth in a um, teaching youth morality in an immoral world to be a positive light to them. And so I went and did these board meetings. I did it for six, seven years. Quick, rough uh, estimate. I'll have to go back and think about it. But I had offered my expertise. I had given them my expertise for years to come. And I was happy to do so. And I was happy to provide my time and efforts to helping this organization grow and to have an impact on youth. Several weeks after my car accident, I went to another meeting. Some mouths in the rooms were dropped. They looked at me and said, David, what are you doing here? And I said, you know, life goes on. And it's true. Life does go on, especially after you get a brain injury. Like, well, you shouldn't be here. It's like, you need to rest. You need to recover. Like, I know. This isn't everyone in the group. That The head of the organization, he was fine. The director of the organization, he was definitely fine with me being there. I was fine being there. We were greeting some new board members. And we were telling them what our specific roles is in the organization. Everyone in the room went around one by one. And I had sat there listening most of the time. And usually I'm very vocal in these meetings, but this time I wasn't. Once when it came back to me around the room, and I was sitting there, and I had to describe my role, this is a point to where I would say, hey, this is what I've done with my advertising and marketing expertise in the digital realm. Here is how much money I have had control over that I have managed. And then also here's how much money that I have brought back in returns. And so my records in doing that in bringing, in bringing new funds and new customers into businesses is impeccable. I am very good at it. That's usually what I do talk about whenever I greet new members of the board. Uh, or if I have to go back and explain my role to anyone else who is exploring the organization. This time I didn't do that though. It was the same question. Same question I've answered several times over over those years. But I didn't answer it like that anymore or nowhere near it. Instead, they introduced me as like, hey, this is David Pearson. He is an expert, a real professional in digital marketing and advertising. And I would like you to hear from him as to what he has done for businesses. And this man does incredible work. I mean, geez, you couldn't, the, the kind of compliments I even got from that was even uh, terrific before I even opened up my mouth. But then yet I opened up my mouth. Now, what do you think I went on to say? Terrible question to ask because I should not even expect you to think of that. At that time, I was defending Utah's election integrity. 
It was 2018. And there was a bill that was being presented, being prepared and being presented that did not absolutely make sense. And it would have given the votes of the state of Utah, the citizens of the state of Utah, away to another state that would have a majority vote. Ask me how that makes sense for any state. I mean, people already complain about, there's people who say, hey, we have the perfect system for elections. And then there's other people who say we don't. This would have made it from a somewhat questionable system to where, (laughs) why are we even voting in the first place? Because people's votes in the state of Utah wouldn't have even counted at that time. I'm not in Utah anymore, but Utah was one of my stopping points out out of many states. Um. I was presently running an ad campaign. I personally knew the politician who was presenting this bill, and it was not against a politician. It was against the bills. Like, I don't know what was on this guy's mind. Now, I explained it to you that way. I gave you a quick brief history. Instead of talking about my credentials, I, to the board, when I was asked to present my expertise and my past, my history, I went on to explain that very advertising case now that advertising case i was putting my own money in that advertising case i was raising up signatures not raising up money i was getting signatures and sending hundreds or even thousands of letters to the utah state saying do not pass this bill that's the kind of advertising campaign that i ran online People were completely against it. I got people from both sides of the aisle, both left and right, who were just saying, no, don't bring this in. Am I still bragging to you on that one? I have a little pride on that one myself, but it is part of the story. Maybe I can go more into depth on that um, another day. When I was explaining this case, I was very contentious. I could feel the emotions inside of me coming out. And I was talking about that specific case as to what I was doing for politics. And I have never jumped into a political race before in my life, nor have I ever ran any ads against any one political. It's just that I saw an opportunity that needed to be resolved. And I took it. members of the board looked at me (laughs) stunned because I've never given that kind of answer before. They never saw that kind of emotion out of me before. And I tried to speak. I wasn't as, I was not that clear as I am to you right now explaining it. I had my pauses. I had my moments to think just like John Fetterman did in that debate. I was very much like that. One of the new members of the board looked right at me and he just said, hey, I I know that guy that you're uh, running ads against and he was very kind. And uh, he said he wanted to talk to me personally one-on-one about that, but that was it. No one put me down. No one told me... No one told me that what I said was wrong, that I shouldn't have said anything like that because I didn't say anything that was wrong. They didn't correct me. And this is actually one of my first life lessons is that 
I've learned early on dealing with brain injuries is that I need to turn to people who, well, not turn to people. I need to explain to people like, hey, if I say something out of context or if I say something out of place, correct me immediately. I will stop. I will think and I will, I will fix it. That was one of the things that needed to be done. That was my first reality on that. I didn't explain that to this group. But I'll tell you what. The way that I gave that answer, instead of talking about my credentials, instead of talking about what I've done for other businesses, how I am helping Upward Reach and helping them succeed, I went on and gave an indirect answer, got contentious, and talked about a political advertising campaign that I was launching and I was making it very personal. I was not very clear. And that was a big problem. That was a big reality check for me. Six or seven years I've been with this organization. Immediately after that meeting, well, I wouldn't say immediately, I was walking with uh, the director and co-directors of the organization we're walking out to the parking garage and the director was and, and is still is a very good friend of mine, a doctor, psychologist, great man. Love him. I looked right at him and I just said, doctor or Dr. Rick, I'll call him by his first name. I don't know if I'll ever be normal again. And he sat down with me. He's taken his time on a weekly basis to actually keep records for me and of my recovery. He did it for the courts. He did it for my case. And he was very kind in doing that. He volunteered. He asked to do it. But I, I looked at him and I just said, I, I don't think I can do this anymore, at least for now. And uh, I'm going to have to resign position until I can figure it out because I felt like I had to learn life all over again and I was being honest and upfront with him on that it was not an easy thing for me to do I knew the amount of suffrage that I was doing to this day nearly five years later since that has happened I am grateful I have done that if there's anything that I do know, stress exacerbates the problem when it deals with brain injuries, especially early on in the injury. Yes, it may have happened last spring of 2022, but it can take a long time. It is clear it has taken him a long time to recover and that this is not a few months recovery. This is probably going to be a long recovery, if not a long recovery, meaning year or two or five years, we could be looking at a lifetime of issues. Now, does that mean that it will disqualify him from ever running for any kind of political office later on in the future? Absolutely not. But the man needs to be rehabilitated to a point to where he 
can make himself presentable again to where he can bring order to his brain where he can actually retrain it and make it functional again now this is my personal opinion that yes he should drop out yes he should take the time to heal and recover and i am stating this from a road of experience And I had even shot him a message directly and I just said, hey, I got some tools that are necessary that is necessary to help you recover. If you are not, if you don't have these tools already, I am here to help you. I will help you. And it's not because I agree with him politically. It's not that it's just this man's another human being. I completely disagree with him on his political world. In fact, I'm not even quite too clear as to where he stands politically because he is not making a good, clear case. I'm sure if I were to go back and look at his past, I could probably um, find some things to agree with and find some things to disagree with. But as of right now, I don't think he's there. I have the willpower to recognize it in myself and resign an important position for me. Now, it didn't take me out of work completely. I still worked. I still worked another job, and um, I did it to the best of my ability, and thankfully, that employer was very patient with me in my road of recovery, and now I have my own business. And uh, if you're looking at me and just saying, hey, is this the business theory, the podcast? Mm, not yet, but it's part of the roadmap. My business is advertising and lead generation for other companies, and I'm still doing remarkable, mar remarkably well with that. And I went and turned it from advertising only to a full-blown communication media company. Things take time, and it's a road. It's a process, but it's something I enjoy. This is not only my opinion. Recently, Dr. Phil, he went on the show Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan... And on Joe Rogan, they talked about John Fetterman. I'm going to be playing this clip there and be offering some commentary while I'm doing that, while I'm playing this clip. But they talked about John Fetterman, and Joe got his, got Dr. Phil McGraw's opinion out on what John Fetterman should do. And Dr. Phil was very respectful. He was very kind and his approach and I do agree with him and this is a man who definitely knows that something's up but this is a man that also knows that you can heal and recover not most doctors think that something like this will just fly by but things take with brain injury sometimes it is life-changing in order for you to heal and recover you have to change your life completely in order to become in order to become fully recovered you have to become someone new that's my experience with it please forgive the language on here i know i i try to keep the language down to an absolute none uh but uh it's joe rogan so but this conversation is very important right here um it's not real deep language right there we just got a couple of words here but just wanted to give you a heads up on there let's go ahead and play that clip well gaslighting about i'm sure you saw that debate between dr oz and that guy fetterman uh, for the Pennsylvania Senate, and the, the gentleman Fetterman had a stroke five months ago, and he's clearly compromised to the point where while he's communicating, 
he's not just stumbling. He kind of lost in thought and can't form a coherent sentence and bounces around from my... He looks, he looks troubled. And I was watching NBC, MSNBC, and they were trying to say, well, I mess up sometimes when I talk, and, you know, I misspeak, and I, I stumble on my words. Of course you do. Everybody does. We're Let's make a comment on that one. I, uh, I, I pay attention to politics. I pay attention to who is running, what is not. This is just... You guys heard the opinion from me before. I am not a fan of the news media's approach on how they are handling news because it's not real news. And they're offering justifications for their side of the political aisle. They're not being objective anymore. They're being more mind manipulative. And they know that if people listen to them, if people have the channel on, most likely people will subconsciously hear them and follow what they say. We see that a lot. Did the same thing with Joe Biden when Joe Biden would blunder, and he still blunders. Uh, there's times where he speaks clearly, but there's times where he just flat out blunders, and it's an embarrassing blunder. And they say they don't use justification anymore. But when he was running for president, they were saying he he was stuttering. They're trying to make that justification there and stuttering. Like, mm, no, I've had many debates. It's like he's not stuttering. He has a neurological issue. And once again, I'm speaking on that from a road of experience. Anyways, let's keep on going here. We're human. I do it all the time. But there's a big difference between the overall one-hour debate. You're looking at a guy who seems to have something really wrong with his brain. And you, for you to gaslight and pretend that's not the case just because it doesn't fit with your narrative, that's not news. That's, that's propaganda, and it's fucking dangerous. I completely completely agree with this observation yeah um you know I, I hate to see him do that and look I, I i haven't done any testing on fetterman or uh president biden but um I, i'm it, it it seems to me that president biden is not at his best and that fetterman is not at his best uh, and That's being very charitable. And I, I don't hold that against Fetterman. He, he had a stroke. Exactly. But um, Seems unfair to put him in that position. It, it, it really does. And I'm not trying to be unkind. He had a stroke. I mean, the poor guy, yes. he, he had a stroke, and he's going to have to rehabilitate. Yes. And, I, and I hope he's able to do that. And rehabilitation is possible. It's not out of the loop. It's not. This isn't a complete done deal for him. It just means that he has to change course for a little bit. Why, why did they but, think that they could put him out there on a huge stage like that and not have those? Like, there's interviews before that showed this where he used a teleprompter during interviews where when he was asked questions, he was allowed to look at a screen and read his responses off. And even then he struggled. He struggled to form coherent sentences while having the responses to each individual question laid out for him in a way that he could read. This is one of the common symptoms of brain injuries right there. Even though John Fetterman, and I showed that to you guys in my analysis of um, John Fetterman and how I relate to how he acted on the debate stage. I could not look at screens, and if I did look at screens, it did not last very long. And all that lighting, 
I will guarantee you this here. It's not just Joe Rogan brings up. It's like, hey, they laid everything out on him. I'm telling you guys this from personal experience, and this is in not in defense of him, but in a way it is. I'm not defending him saying, hey, he could still do his job because I don't think he is there to do his job. Mentally, I think his brain needs to be rewired, reworked, rehabilitated so he can go back and do that again. But he has to become someone new because he's not the same person. If he tries to be the same person, he's never going to recover. Here's why he could not read the screen. You guys, if I could pull the camera, if I could pull the lights um, on over here, I got two lights here, one up on top and one over to the right of me. On that debate stage, it may look like a dark stage. The stage itself is dark. You got some nice colors in the back, but I guarantee you the spotlights that are on him, they're very bright. Sensory overload happens to brain injury patients. If you know anything about ADHD or if you know anything about autism, think of it kind of like similarly along those lines there. Sensory overload, and when sensory overload happens, for me, you could put big words right in front of me and I would not be able to comprehend it well. I could read the words and I would know the words as far as processing as to what the word is, is a different story. And I will bet you anything that's what happened to him too. Let's keep going. And this is not against the guy. I don't know, I don't know anything about this guy. I really mm-hmm. don't. I just know he's the Democrat candidate. But what... What you're seeing is a, a guy who's got a problem with his brain. That guy should be rehabilitating. He shouldn't be getting forced into an incredibly high-stress job in a public display where, you know, it's humiliating. Well, I, I think he shows great courage to get up there and do it. Um, Most certainly. But, I mean, just ask yourself, let's say you were getting on an airplane and the airline pilot had had a similar cognitive impairment. Yeah. Would you get on? No. Well, hell no. That's an excellent point right there. You have a seriously, you have a serious cognitive impairment. And if you're a pilot of an airplane and if you knew that pilot actually had a serious cognitive impairment happened recently, such as a stroke, would you get on an airplane with that pilot? Hell no was the appropriate answer that Dr. Phil gave. And when we're talking about people running the government, we're talking about people who are representing us as captains in the government. Yes, this government may represent the people and the Constitution says we the people, but we vote for our leaders. And this man is running for a leadership role. If he cannot fully if he cannot fully represent you well, cognitively then who is the one that's going to be representing us how is he going to be sitting in the u.s senate seat when i would go to events and i've tried to go to events various events and this is a few months after my initial brain injury i could not sit in the same room as a crowd of people i would be overwhelmed Everyone talking around me just by even feeling the warmth off their bodies would overwhelm me. I'm not saying he's going to have the exact same experience, but it is very clear that he is having similar experiences to what I've already been through. 
And this is, this is real stuff. If he does not get rehabilitated, and if he is right now, good, good on him. But if he's not getting the appropriate treatment, which if people are not educated on how to be appropriately treated and rehabilitated in brain injuries, these symptoms are not going to go away anytime soon. And if he's not treated for that, what makes you think he's going to be sitting around in the Senate room listening to one another, debating bills, or even presenting bills himself? The man is not going to last long. Probably after an hour or two, he's going to step out. And when people are debating bills throughout long days or even long nights, which does happen, you think he's going to be there to actually do that, to represent it well? You need to be fully on board for this position. He needs to be able to handle and manage stress. And right now, stress is at an absolute zero for him. And I only share that because of personal experience on that. Thank you very much for joining me for this segment. If you like the content that I have and you want to show your support, please like, share, and subscribe to this channel. You may also go and visit my website at interpursuit.com where you can go ahead and listen to previous podcasts. And you can also show your support uh, through various ways by visiting the website. Additionally, I would like to thank Spotify for making this possible and allowing me to be able to distribute my podcast to major platforms. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. And we're on Spotify, of course. Uh, podcast and you get to watch the video um, of the segment on Spotify as well. You can find uh, the main page that Spotify has made uh, possible at anchor.fm slash in the pursuit. You can show your support. You could even shoot me direct messages if there's any commentary that you'd like to make and tell me what you think. Should John Fetterman drop out of the U.S. race? Comment your thoughts below and I will see you next time.